1: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Mike Luke. Now, fortunate enough to be joined by a man whose job it is to back the A, not just social media wise, but who's really his job, Mr. Dave Hickey. Hello, Dave. Hey, Mike. Good to be with you. Dave, I got to give you a lot of credit. I'm wearing my Tahoe hat that I got. You texted me when I was going up there and you said Tahoe was one of your favorite places to be. I got to admit, I had never been there. Tahoe was probably the coolest place that I've been in the entire United States, and I've been around to a lot of places.
0: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite spots. It's uh, had the chance to, to be there a few times, and I, I just think when people get out there, they they realize how beautiful it is. So I'm glad you had a great time there.
1: It's kind of like a national park meets the ocean meets Vegas. It's got everything kind of in between. It's really cool. Well, you so. can
0: get away. You can you know hike and kind of feel like you're way out in nature. You can you get to the what are the south end there and, and be right down in and gamble and do the things you like to do from that perspective. You can be out on the water. Um, there's just it offers so much, and obviously the climate's great. Um, uh, and it, it's just a, it's a beautiful spot too. The vistas and the views and the you know some of the snow-capped mountains. It's um it's a pretty special place.
1: All right, Dave. So first of all, we got Arizona, Oregon coming up. You know a little bit about both schools, right there. Um, now, pretty close to getting a sellout right here. I think Arizona fans are starting to see the vision with you know which what came in with the Jed Fish. I just wanted to ask you, year two already. Arizona has an explosive offense out there. It's a significantly better team than it was last year. Obviously, a lot to do still. But if you are, is Arizona where you were hoping it would be year two ahead of schedule? Where where are they right now?
0: Hmm. I don't. You know, again, I. I've said before, I I don't know if I have this mapped out schedule, better get from A, B, C, D. Um, Definitely was excited about seeing the progress coming out of last year and seeing, okay, how much were we able to build on that foundation? How much were we able to grow? What are the pieces that we've put together that you can see, you know, really tangible or significant improvement on. Um, And so that to me, we're, we're on track. We're, we're we're doing the things we're supposed to do. I don't know if on track, ahead of track, whatever, you know, I want to win every game. I want to win and be as successful as we can be. But those are signs that the program is healthier, that we're, we, we've focused in on the key things that we've taken care of. We've kind of accomplished some things and we can continue to grow on those too. You know, everything kind of builds on, on something else. They just can't, they're not all individual pieces. They, it builds on, um, on each other and they're connected in, and certainly in the football side. So again, not trying to dodge, no, the not really a, a, like, Hey, if we don't get to X, we failed. No, we, I, right. I, again, look, I think offensively things, appear to be very good. We're moving the ball. We're, we're, we're much more effective on the offensive side. Uh, But in many areas, we're still a work in progress on the offense. Just like we're, we're, I think we've done a lot of good things defensively. We're still a work in progress. And that's why I always say we, we still have a ways to go. And, uh, and, and I'm open about that. We're going to get better.
1: We've talked a lot about, you know, when you hired Jed Fish about how you wanted somebody in here who was going to be a tireless worker, a recruiter. And, you know, that goes without saying. I think people have certainly seen that come to fruition. What I find fascinating about him, though, Dave, is his evaluation skills of players is really top notch. Just look at the transfer portal, which can basically be kind of a boom or bust proposition. Jaden Delora, a huge hit. Jacob Cowing, a huge hit. DJ Williams um, on the defensive side, Hunter Eccles. When you were interviewing Jed, and did the evaluation part of that come into play? Because he's hit the ball out of the park in that aspect as well.
0: Well, you know, hey, we talked a lot about recruiting philosophies, what kind of players, you know, both on a skill side, what kind of person do you want? How do you pull all that together? So we talked about it. I think, even since Jed's hiring, you know, the the portal has become such a more prominent part of the, the right. program building side, whether you're in a rebuild or reboot or, or you're in the regular everyday stuff now, the portal is an active piece of recruitment and rebuilding your, your roster, so to speak, or developing your roster more thoroughly. So, but Jed does a terrific job working very well with The team he's put together. Remember, we've talked about this too. this kind of player personnel division where we're evaluating players, maybe more like you would on an NFL side. Right. All of those characteristics, the pieces, the skill, the talent level, the size, the structure. But then certainly the kind of people that we're going to bring in the transfer portal has, uh, you know, you know, student athletes that want to leave for a lot of different reasons. Right. And, uh, you want to try to get a, a really someone who can help you certainly on a, from a team f- standpoint, but will also be the high character caliber young male man or woman that will come here and live up to what the expectations are to be a wildcat. And, and so I think Jed balances that really well. Um, like you said, I think he's a great evaluator of talent and of skill, but he's a believer in the whole nature of a young man and wants to bring in the right kind of people. so
1: has, any, has anything surprised you about Jed?
0: No. Oh, um no, I don't know if anything's really I, I, um, You know what? I think he's uh he he has a he really has that ability. You never quite know. He has a great ability to balance the stress points, right? the, the challenge points, the difficult things. And that's whether that's right in the middle of a game or that's Hey, we got these issues. Maybe we got to clear up, or you know, off the field, or we want to make sure we're heading in the right direction. You know, Jed's a a good person to be around. Sometimes in those stress moments, you see yeah. sometimes great parts of people, and you also see maybe some, you know, people really struggle and they get right. paralyzed in a way. And I, I I think Jed has a nice way about him. Hey, he's energized, he's involved at many many levels, but does a great job with that. Doesn't let it overwhelm him or impact him in a negative
1: way and and i appreciate that you got to have good frank real conversations i think jed one of the things that's really impressed me about jed dave and i'm sure you've seen this up close is what jed has promised jed has delivered on and here's what i mean when he came in here he said and coaches say this stuff all the time you know nobody will outwork me on the recruiting trail we're going to do this the right way we're going to you know xyz you look at how he's recruited. You look at the roster overhaul. And just to think that where Arizona was 15, 16 months ago and where it is now, I always tell Arizona fans that, listen, you know, he has done his part. Now, again, they got to keep improving. But this these aren't shallow words that he's thrown out there. He's lived what he's promised so far, Dave.
0: Well, I think the good coaches and the good programs do that. You know, they, right. if you're going to say something, you better be able to live up to it. You better be able to illustrate it, show it move the ball forward, so to speak. And, um, you know, Jed's not afraid to throw things out there. Like you said, and, and again, back to the the basics, that's really about hard work, staying with it, being incredibly engaged, you know, being able to see where where you want to be and that's not easy to get there. You can't just take days off.
1: Right. And
0: so that's back to where you, you know, he is relentless and his staff is relentless in whatever they're going after game planning, recruiting, community awareness, you know, connectivity, they go after it. And it takes a great deal of energy to be a head football coach or to be a head coach at any of any of our sports, any sport. You have to be all in all the time. And I don't know if people completely realize how that that kind of commitment by you, really your entire family. uh, It is a 24-7. There is no downtime for a, a head coach because when you just sit back and Say hey, I'm I'm there. We're there. Somebody's gonna lap you, and that is really true.
1: Right now, Tommy Lloyd moving over to Arizona basketball. Um, I I get this question a lot. Is Tommy Lloyd as cool a guy off camera as he appears on camera? Because he looks, honestly, Dave, like probably the easiest person in the world to get along with and work
0: with. Well, and Mike, we've maybe talked about. I, I talk about it a lot. I mean, Tommy like like Jed, like I mean, good people. Um, you know, good do good things. They, they don't get caught up in the things they maybe really can't control or that don't make significant impacts to where you're trying to go. Don't contribute to the goal. They really suck energy out of you rather than suck energy into you. I think both Jed and Tommy, like so many of our coaches are, are really energy builders. You know, they don't let things suck negative stuff, suck, get sucked out of them or, or I- infiltrate them. They really stay on a positive level. Tommy's a great guy to be around. He's uh, he's uh, you know everyone has their own personality, and he is a um, straightforward, genuine, really good person. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, we've been in many situations where you you, you see the the competitiveness oh, yeah. of him coming out. You see the the edge that you have to have. Um, you have to do it, and uh, you have to be on that edge. But you can do that the right way, and uh, he's a great guy to be around. There's no no doubt about it.
1: All right, Dave, I've had a lot of people that wanted to ask me a little bit about NIL and just about how that changes, you know, how that's changed everything and about just kind of where the Arizona Athletic Department is on that. What um, when obviously the Supreme Court ruling came down and where we are now, where does Arizona stand with the NIL and just kind of for the basic fan out there? What does that really mean from a university perspective?
0: Yeah, well, boy, there's a lot to talk about when you start talking about NIL. Certainly moving ground, you know, over the last few years in college athletics and this opening up of opportunities for student athletes. Uh, there's the uh, uh, the Supreme Court case that talked about the Alston um, situation, mm-hmm. the chance for more to, to really there was no real cap on what you could do to provide resources for um, student athletes as far as it goes to educational purposes. So there's there's this new opportunity to share more resources through that mechanism from us directly as a as an institution really I, I look at that as more merit aid or more scholarship aid for student athletes um and then there's the name image likeness piece you know, right you think Thank back you. to the old Edo Bannon cases the way that you know maybe the video game people or you, the jerseys that were sold in bookstores or around you know or kind of that's that name image or likeness hey right. i'm number i'm number 15. That's a cool jersey to have in town, you know, and and but you didn't be, you weren't able to share it. They're kind of using my likeness. They're kind of using my image to a degree. Right. So now we've opened those doors. And I think that's very appropriate that student athletes should be able to share in those things, be able to come to the table and put together arrangements that they can be compensated for. Like anyone else on a college campus, or any of us can do. If we can put together great deals, if we have really good ideas, we can try to make a buck off of it, you know, and everybody should be able to do that. Or we can try to invent new companies, or we can try to invent something, whatever it is, we can, uh, you know, we can prosper in a way we can have an opportunity to generate revenue for ourselves and not let that go somewhere else and not sharing that so that's i think that's all really positive about the nil so it's really about what arizona what we've done is tried to provide the vehicles necessary for our student athletes the business community uh, other people outside of maybe the local business community as well to connect with student athletes in ways hey do we have something that we can put together here? Are we inclined to work with each other? That's really what it is, as a partnership. And then how can that generate money for the, uh, for the student athlete? And there's I the see. simple ways of, hey, when we're going to put jerseys in a, we're going to do the jersey program, but right. when those, we're going to orchestrate a deal that a portion, a proceed, a percentage, just like any other thing, goes back to the student athlete um, and that the university or just the manufacturer or the logo company isn't making all the money, um, that there's hey, wait a second, there's an important component to this. The person you're representing needs to share in that profit as well. So all those kind of pieces. And then there's, you know, this has grown to significant mm-hmm. dollars. And you hear some crazy things, some of it believable, some of it probably not true. But a, a whole other aspect of it, of really how do we generate it? And these are all be these are all handled being handled outside of the athletic department. We want to provide our student athletes with the tools to evaluate properly, to know that there's taxable implications, to understand contract law, to bring in a financial advisor, all the right things that you do when you're going to share in in money to make sure you don't make mistakes and you're protected the right way. But now there are large collectives that are out there really, again, supporting student athletes because this is the new competitive environment that's out there that really motivated people um, are are looking for ways to partner up through these collectives that have, uh, you know, again, significant amounts of money that can help with our student athletes. Now, I want to be very clear. We don't use it to recruit, we right. don't entice people. We don't say at Arizona, you're going to get paid X. That's not what it's about. You have tremendous opportunity here, a great platform and uh, and our student athletes are really really benefiting from that. So again, a little bit of that, I probably rambled along but some of that is, a there's some nuts and bolts to this. It's an evolving piece. I hope that in the next 18 months to maximum two years, there's a little bit more guidelines, right. not to infer or cap in any way, hold back student athletes, but just some guidelines. So, A, it isn't being used improperly in recruiting. It isn't impacting the competitiveness, the competitive equity that needs to be out there as a starting point. Right, You you can't give people uh, inequitable competitive advantages just based in this space where I can just collect a lot of money and try to force feed it to people that they, if they come here, we can recruit better. I I think we've got to be careful with that or else we really lose the whole jet, the whole platform of, of college athletics. It becomes something totally different.
1: Dave, you, obviously the uniforms, the new basketball uniforms have been a resounding success in the community. Um, I've had a lot of people that wanted me to ask, how did this all come about? How did, you know, the, the change? And by the way, the video where you had Steve Kerr and Sean Elliott unveil, it was top notch, but just kind of take us through that a little bit.
0: I thought Steve and, and Sean were just going to pull out the, a new pair of shorts and a great t-shirt that we sent to him. I, I, boy, it was like, Oh, you know, and I thought it was very creative by our team and by our staff to put that together. I, you know um, when I first came on board, lots of conversation about, Hey, We've lost our tradition. You know, we have these great uniforms. Our greatest years were, you know, with Leed and with some of our great teams, and it was such a strong, identifiable brand. Right your uniforms and this and, and your logos. I and mean, it just it's, it's about who you are and it's your brand. So you you've got to pay attention to that. So I think. Some of that gets driven by your your uh, apparel manufacturer. They want to do creative things. They might have some theme they're doing around the country that they're trying to build off of. They're trying to drive it to retail. They think people will be and, – and, and we like that because there's ability for us to share in those, uh, those, those revenues as well. But I think it, it got a little – it stretched it a little bit away from who we really are. Right. We have something great about us, and that's our tradition, our bold, really cool um, uh, colors – why, why should we step away from that? Why should we right. step away from what is really cool about it? And, uh, and, and and links us to our past, but doesn't limit us going forward, too. Hey, we're, we can still be a little bit trendy. We can still do some different things. Um, but it started a long time ago. And, and, and again, we talked about it a lot. And, you know, we, we weren't quite in the right cycle. There are different cycles for uniforms. And certainly there's a budget impact to all of those right. things. But it had been talked about for several years, and you know, Tommy, as he came in, really embraced the the tradition and the history. I was like, "Hey, we got to make this happen," and it all kind of came together. And you know, Brian Brigger and our equipment team that does a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. As and that our staff was you know talking to our alums about what, what's important and that was important let's not lose what our brand is so that I'm, i i re- i think it came off really well uh, it's not perfect never no one ever 100 percent likes right. all the uniforms but hopefully we we've, we've again stepped back a little bit and said hey let's be proud of who we are let's not try to create something different uh and and, and try to go away from what's what's our real real strong point and that's uh that's that arizona great look on the uniform and the blue, red, white, and blue colors.
1: All right. A couple, uh, couple questions and we'll let you go because obviously a busy guy. But um wanted to ask you, conference, re- conference, that's what everybody's talking about. You know, what's the deal? And, uh, you know, you and I have talked before, but what do you, where do you see college athletics going as far as, you know, just conference expansion, realignment, and, you know, where Arizona fits in and all that?
0: Number one, I think Arizona fits in really well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's not, uh, I, I, we don't wake up every day fearful of something right. happening. I think we are very aware that the ground underneath us moves and we have to be ready when it starts to move in, in significant ways. So constantly be preparing and looking for different options in case something dramatic happens. I believe whether it's, it's, you know, really soon or there's certainly this movement towards a more uh, super conference or a super level or a rearrangement of how we, manage college football and that's where this thing is the genesis of this is um you know i'm a believer in the pac-12 uh you know again i've been around the league a long time when it was the pac-10 and -hmm. the pac-12 it's very historic combined with the rose bowl there's tremendous tradition here um i think there's great uh value and um importance to try to holding that together um and i think you know having a a really strong conference in the West is an asset that we have. You know, let's go run somewhere else. Well, wait a second. We we are the West. We control a big portion of the country with these uh, dynamic institutions. And remember, there's not as many schools out there. So, so again, I think that's our goal. That's what we're working very hard towards is maintaining that and and maintaining the Pac-12. I will say that we always look and have to be ready. We have right. to be ready. But I believe there's a model out there somewhere that we can make the Pac-12 even even better. Back to where I started. I believe the University of Arizona is a very strong brand. We are in a good position. However the the tea leaves move, however the ground shakes, we're going to land in a, a really good place for our, our programs competitively, for our fan base, for recruiting, all of that. Um, again, I, I'll say I'm, I'm somewhat of a traditionalist. I think, again, having the West and I'm disappointed that that a couple of institutions decided that they, they'd rather go somewhere else than than invest in the greatness of the West and the Pac-12. Right. Um, they thought it was better just to, you know, flush it, go somewhere else than, than maybe take a step back and say, how can we make this thing better than anywhere else in the country? Um, we every every conference has its own strengths and and challenges, and certainly our time zone and some of the things that we have are challenges. And you know, we're behind on the media package deal, but I think there's opportunities for us to be in a better place. Um, all these movements tend to center around, as you know, Mike, um, media contracts when they come up, right. we're in the midst of renegotiating. There's a lot happening right now, a lot of good conversation, a lot of positive movement. Um, there does come a day when you have to open the envelope and say, okay, what, what are people, what are doing? we doing? Right. You know? And, uh, and that's the moment when we've got to be real, real ready to, to pivot or to do different things to make sure that we continue the Pac-12 in a real strong, strong way. So look, I think we should focus on who we are and what we are, but we're never going to lose focus on making sure this place and this institution, our programs in a really good situation if that's not where we are right now.
1: All right, Dave. Last question. I have, yeah. I've had a couple of people ask me this, and I don't know that I've ever asked you this. What is the difference, maybe, between what people think an athletic director does and what your day to day being is as an athletic director? I know you've been an athletic director for so long, but you know, just kind of maybe what the you know the mindset of the average athletic director, vis-a-vis what you actually do.
0: Well, hey, the mindset of an. A- Again, I can only speak for myself, but yeah, yeah. it's an incredible profession. Um, I, the mindset of an athletic director is really to, to be around and build and help a program be successful, help those student athletes that we are really charged with to have a powerful experience. Yeah, we want to really compete well. We want to win championships. We, d- we think that's the right thing to do. I mean, we don't go in to pursue a degree. We don't do other things on this campus halfway. We're always right. trying to uh, elevate the level. And so we want to be competitive and we want to win championships. But remember, we, we, we're growing young people. We want them to be prepared, want them to get a degree so they can walk out of here. They can be really successful. They're four or five years here. They grew up. They met great friends. They maybe made a few mistakes, but learned from those mistakes, got better like we all did. And that then when we walk out of here, we're more prepared to to help contribute to the communities and, and society in general. But, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, we're balancing a 275 to right. 300 person uh, department, 21 different programs, all have different budgets, all have different, by the way, all have different kind of goals and visions and dreams. Right. Um, so you have all these different product brands that are in there too. Uh, you have, uh, you know, 14 different major facilities that are our responsibility we do all of that under our own uh in, in a financial world where we generate the revenues generally that we spend.
1: Now we've right. challenged
0: a little bit with COVID and like so many have. So there are fiscal challenges with that. So um it, it it's doing all of those things and trying to uh you know look into the crystal ball and see where college athletics is going, where we're going to be positioned um I always say to our staff, though, look, we, we, we've we got to be focused on the success of our student athletes. That's first and foremost. We're going to support our coaches to allow them to build programs of success, to really get their programs um, in the right spot to be super competitive, but to bring in the right kind of people. We're going to have the right vision, the right values, you know, the right principles around our program so that our fans can be proud of us we can right. be a point of pride for the university so I, I don't know
1: i tend to wander back between philosophies and no know, i get right? it it's I a know, it's a balancing yeah. for sure it's a balance yeah, but,
0: but i don't hey, i don't call any place i don't go in and, and tell the you know the offensive coordinator that we ought to run it more or throw it more um i i don't generally you know tell coaches what to do try to help support them try to look where else can we, as a program, help you be successful? What, what do we need? How can we grow our programs? Um, and then, big part of that is relationships outside of internal fundraising. Our, our stakeholders, those who really this program is really important to, making sure they understand what we're doing, that uh, their wishes and their vision of what we are as a program are being um, are being articulated, and also. Are are happening inside of the program, so that they're proud of investing in our program. Uh, So there's a lot of that, and and you know community awareness and of keeping. That's a big part of my job is to be out and be around the community. So um, it's a I love it. It's uh, such a good and this is such a great place. Being in Tucson, being in the state of Arizona, where we are, uh, we're in the middle of it all the time. That is exciting to be. We're not we're not looking for for uh, for, you know, attention. It's there. And uh, there's that's really good. That's also you need to remember that, you know, our student athletes, our staff, we are an important part of this. We need to represent
1: our community and the state of Arizona and the university the right way. Dave, um, I just want to thank you. I want to uh, sincere thanks for hopping on here. just wanted to mention real quick to the people out there that Dave has been, Dave's one of the best dudes out there. You see at the uh, you see all of the hires you've been making, but I'll just give a quick little story. Um, When my dog passed uh, a couple months ago, Dave was one of, uh, Dave, I think, saw it on Twitter and he was one of the first people that messaged me. And, you know, things like that mean a lot. You've done things the right way. And you know what? You've done it with character, Dave. And um, we're lucky to have you here in Tucson. No,
0: Mike. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, hey, let's just do things the right way. Be be good to people. Um, Treat our student athletes the right way. Let's never forget how important this program is. It's way more than an athletic director or a coach. Uh, There's 100 plus years of things that go on that have gone on here, and people that have contributed to it. It's all of our programs, and we want to do the right things for it. And uh, uh, there's never, uh, never anything wrong with being nice to people. So
1: that's important. Really appreciate you, Dave. Back the A. Keep doing what you're doing. You're making us all proud, buddy.
0: Hey, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Bear down. Go Cats.
1: Bear down. Go Cats. There you go. All right. Again, very fortunate. Uh, thanks a ton to Dave Hickey for hopping on right there again. Just uh, one, of the, one of the best dudes out there. And we're going to talk about the strength of the athletic department here in just a second. Wanted to tell you guys about a, a few different things, and we're going to get to your comments. Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX. All right, this is the place that you want to be. You have Sun Devil Watch Parties. And on top of, if you're in Phoenix and you want to make fun of them, if you're a Tucson person, but if you're down here in Tucson and you're coming to the away game watch parties for the Arizona Wildcats, that's where you want to be, at the uh, uh, Tap and Bottle downtown, Four Peaks Brewery, uh, uh, brew there, great stuff. Again, check out the link in the description, 21 and up, Arizona only. Uh, uh, obviously be responsible with it and tap and bottle. The next one is October 15th. We're expecting it's two 30 kickoff. We're expecting a really big showing here. Uncle Kev, Kevin Woodman is making his triumphant return to Tucson. He's going to be there. We'd love to see all of you. It's a lot of fun. Um, And I'll be there working the room. Kev will be working the room. We'd love to see all of you there again. uh, Tap and bottle downtown, join us for all the watch parties. All right, I want to talk a little bit about Dave and just because like like I talked about right there, you know, um, I think the thing with an athletic director, and we're gonna get to some of these comments right here. but um, like Ron Ron says, very impressed with Dave, there's there's a there's a, a a mark of simplicity sometimes is the best thing. and I think people, you know, they watch Dave and they say, well, you know, uh, why is he doing this? Why isn't he doing this? The thing with him, though, is that he's made the right hires. And when he is messed up, he has admitted that he is messed up. You know, like, you know, Kevin Sumlin didn't work. Dave owned it. Dave didn't run from it. And what they did is, all right, we're going to try to find the, we're going to try to find a guy that fits Arizona. So you learn from his mistake and then has built Arizona back up into what you're seeing right now. And then when it comes to basketball, Tommy Lloyd. Tommy Lloyd has checked off every single box in spades. I don't think that you'd find anybody out there that doesn't give Tommy Lloyd an A+. Even ASU fans like Jacob Franklin know that Tommy Lloyd is a, uh, is a good hire. But just look at the strength right now of the athletic programs. Arizona football, certainly on the up. Arizona basketball, you look at Chip Hale trying to get things going there. Uh, softball with Kate and Lowe. But more so than anything, these are pl- people that want to be here. And I think that what we found is, you know, in the past, and this goes well before Dave, that sometimes if people don't want to be here, they got one foot out, whether that's, you know, maybe a Rich Rodriguez or, uh, you know, heck, I mean, maybe <laughs> mention a Kevin Sumlin right there. You've got it's You're not invested in the way that you probably should be. And I think what's very impressive, though, about what Dave's been able to do is he's got guys that here that uh, that want to be here. And Jed Fish, let's talk about Jed Fish. When Jed Fish was hired, I thought, and Tina, trust me, we're going to get to Adia here in just a second because Adia is the rock star of all rock stars. But when Jed Fish was hired, I thought it was a bizarre hire. I didn't know anything about Jed Fish. Um, All I knew is on his resume that, you know, he had been to a lot of different places. And when, you know, I was still skeptical when he was hired and he came in here. But immediately, he started following through on his promises. Nobody would out-recruit him. We've seen that, and he was going to do it the right way. He was going to put the good product on the field, and we're seeing that. We're in year two, and again, the defense still isn't good. Totally get that. But just look at this year's team as opposed to last year's team. If you don't think that last this year's team would smoke last year's team, and that's no disrespect to any of those players, then you're just not watching because it's significantly better – you look at Vegas, their over-under for Arizona was three, two and a half. You should have been on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, when it was at two and a half, and you would have already been rich. But either way, it's at three. Arizona's already marked that. I guarantee you that they're going to go over three. Um, that ASU beat down at the end of the season is already certainly something that we can certainly look at. But uh, Tina also mentioned Adia Barnes, and I think there's a really good point uh, there that I wanted to talk about with her. But a couple things first. I want to tell you about game time. Can't tell you how many times people have come on here. Joseph Schillinger as well on the post game, And you know what? A game sneaks up, or let's just say that you're able to find a babysitter and you don't know where to find tickets. Game time is the place. It's the hottest new ticketing site going, and it makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets, sports, concerts, shows, you name it, they got it. You can save up to 60% as well uh, when you buy your tickets. It's great for procrastinators out there. And again, if you love PHNX, then you love Game Time. The best way to support us is by uh, uh, buying your uh, tickets through the link in the app. Check that one out right there. Again, Game Time, and also Candlelin. Here's the deal: not all children, and we know this especially in Arizona, have a um, you know have a place. Uh, not everybody is raised the same way. Not everybody has the same. Uh, um, uh, necessities to be able to come through here. At Inn, uh young children uh, live in poverty and more than 50% of these children are behind their peers before they even start kindergarten. Think about that for a second um, and just how unfortunate that is and what a obstacle that is. At Candolin, it's a Phoenix-based uh, nonprofit and it's on a mission to provide the support programs and tools that every child needs to nurture their future. To get involved with Candolin a mission, or make a donation, visit candelin.com dot org. That's candlin.org. All right, Adia Barnes is obviously the um, the toast of Tucson. I mean, there's no other way to uh, no other way to describe it. And I think Tina uh, correctly pointed that out. And Arizona understands that. Arizona understands what a rock star she is. If you watch Adia Barnes, if you watch how she. Is uh, when she talks about the administration, she's obviously in a very comfortable spot right here. She loves how that uh, she's been treated and she's been given every single um, thing needed to succeed. Jed Fish said the exact same thing at the presser as has Tommy Lloyd, and they will tell you that off record. They will tell you that on record. And you know, sometimes coaches will say things if they trust you off record. I haven't heard anything other than top notch, A plus, and. You know, that's part of being the athletic director right there. And um, to get to Andrew Boudreaux's point right here, he said, I was excited about Jed, but I'm even more impressed than I thought he would be. He's changing the culture the right way, not just trying the quick fix. He's building for the long term. Exactly. I'll give you a, the best story I can give you is Kian Burnett, a four star kid, was committed to USC, obviously here at Arizona, now the backup tight end. Uh, his dad, Big Chester, was a, a great player here, played in the NFL. And when Arizona, he was committed to USC, Kean was, and when Jed Fish came to him, um, they recruited him very hard, but Chester Burnett made an interesting point where he said, not only did they recruit, uh, uh very well, but they recruited him harder. Even after he committed, they were sending birthday letters to us. They knew when everybody's, you know, in an anniversary, when a birthday was, and that's next level stuff right there. That's stuff that you don't just get by accident and. That's something that Jed gets. That's something that all of these coaches get right there. So again, Arizona athletics right now, especially when you compare to where it was, I don't know, five years ago, where you compare to it where it was, I mean, heck, even a couple years ago, it's on really sound footing right now. And I think a I think we should all be excited. You got an Arizona-Oregon game coming up here again. Back the A, get your tickets. The A is literally on my back. We all need to do our part. Only 3,000 tickets remain though. So again, and Arizona generally plays Oregon tough. So need everybody out there. And if you're thinking to yourself, hmm, work, I think Mike actually knows what he's talking about. Or if you think that I'm an idiot, either way, and you want to go against what I'm saying, hop on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Here's the deal. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Again, if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? This is the one-stop shop. This is where you need to be. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX to make it even easier or to sweeter, you could throw down stepped up same game parlays once per game all season long. All right, it's simple. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. That's promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But yes, get into these uh, before we sign off here. The atmosphere. Saturday home games are the best. And it's not at one of those uh, midnight starts, so it'd be great to get out there, get the kids out there, or whoever. And Pap just said, excited to get the Saturday's game and get loud west side of the stadium. We need to be roaring. And KB Thiel, my guy, should be an awesome atmosphere Saturday. And I always tell people this, even when Arizona football isn't doing great, think about the alternative. You could be an ASU fan all right on a uh, on a serious note though, big thanks to Dave uh, everybody out there. We will be back with you tomorrow and my guy Jacob Franklin back there. Um, Jacob is the coolest producer you'll ever come across and uh, really appreciate you all and again, Tina, appreciate the kind words. We'll have this up shortly. but as always, thanks again you've been listening to the AZ wildcats podcast <laughs>